Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Dorr with you once again. Welcome to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. Hope you're doing okay wherever you are in the world. Just wanted to put this together, send you a little bit of encouragement. It's uh, still a very tumultuous time in uh, Catholic education. It's a tumultuous time in world history. Uh, you know, watching uh, the election stuff around the world, you couldn't script this stuff really. It's uh, it's really an extraordinary moment. And uh, for me personally, I think when the world gets crazier, the smartest thing you can do is kind of press in uh, into prayer, into the practices of faith that have anchored Christians throughout many, many centuries. So, you know, isn't it true that we're a culture that's uh, really confronted with a lot of anxiety, aren't we? There's a sort of an existential anxiety that runs through so much of the world, especially the developed world, because uh, we realize often maybe not that consciously, that there's so little we can really control. So I just find, for what it's worth, that pressing more deeply into prayer and trying to find this deeper trust in God and knowing that He is the Lord of history, right? Because if He's not the Lord of history, someone else is, and um, that's problematic and a little scary. So uh, we're going to trust that He is the Lord of history. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's going to be the same tomorrow and forever. So He's got this. Even if it doesn't look like it sometimes to us, we're just going to press into trust and know that He's with us. He's going to provide for us in our family lives. He's going to provide for us in our professional lives. You know, I shared recently on a podcast when I was speaking in uh, in Boise, Idaho, their bishop there, Bishop Peter, had this great line where he said, you know, you have to stop trying to put Jesus out of a job. He said, you've got to stop making Jesus unemployed. You see, Jesus' job is to carry us, is to sustain us. It's not something we have to do ourselves. Easy to say, right, isn't it? Easy to stand here in the studio and just say that, but much harder to live. So I wanted to offer something today practically about how I try and do this and how I think as Catholic educators we can pursue this journey towards a deeper peace. Isn't peace something that we crave in our world at the moment? My gosh. You know, I know Pope Francis just put out a new encyclical document and one of the focuses of that is he's talking i guess about this desire for peace this this deep human desire that we have to live in peace and even st paul sort of talked about in the in the new testament about this uh you know to try and live good quiet and peaceful lives so that we can just uh practice the faith and and do the work that the lord's given us to do so let's keep praying for that let's just not give up i think for me what i've noticed over the years is um Utopianism is a big problem. Often in education, this idea that that in this temporal order, this world, we're going to somehow bring about a utopian world of peace. It's never going to happen. There's never going to be complete peace until Christ returns. And if you look at some of the great disasters of history, say, for example, you look at uh, totalitarianism, you look at the, the communist project, you see this kind of idea that we can manipulate and coerce reality to create uh, sort of some sort of heaven on earth or a worker's paradise. It was Labor Day here yesterday, of all things. So, I think it's worthwhile as educators that uh, I think that a lot of our students have been deeply inculcated into the view that they can bring about a uh, you know complete peace and that they're going to have total harmony in the world. Now we've got to be intelligent about this because we don't want to be cynical and we don't want to crush their reality. But as important as Christian educators, as Catholic educators, to really give them a good formation in the brokenness of the human heart. Um, the the results of the fall. I mean, this is what our faith teaches that that there is a rupture in the heart of all of us 
that leads to the sin and the wounding of reality in our relationships and our politics that's always going to be there. And the only thing that's going to fix it isn't, you know, more advanced human systems. Mother Teresa used to say there's a place for programs and systems, but really what's necessary is a radical abandonment to the person of Jesus Christ. Imagine what a Catholic school would look like if every single teacher in there was radically abandoned to the provision and the direction and the empowering of Jesus Christ. I'd like to see that. That's what I'm working towards. So I want to give you a great quote today. I want to talk about busyness. Um, Isn't it true that in Catholic education, the exhaustion, the busyness is relentless? It just, there's often so much to do. But if it's any consolation, it's been a problem for people of faith for as long as uh, history has been recorded. I want to give you a cool quote today from uh, Bishop, uh, the Bishop of Orleans in France. Uh, he was born in 1802. And this is a note that was found uh, that he had written down during a retreat. So he'd been on retreat himself. Now, Orleans was a very busy, busy diocese, and he was a very busy, busy person. And listen to what he said here. He said, my activities are so crushing that they ruin my health, disturb my piety, and yet teach me nothing new. I have got to control them. God has given me the grace to recognize that the big obstacle to my acquiring a peaceful and fruitful interior life is my natural activity and my tendency to be carried away by my work. So listen to a couple of those key lines again. He says, My activities are so crushing that they ruin my health, disturb my piety, and yet teach me nothing new. You ever felt that? I remember my first week as a Catholic teacher, uh, just being absolutely exhausted. And so many of you can relate to this, you know, that sometimes even your health can suffer, mental health, physical health, you're working so hard, you're dealing with so many complex issues. But the bishop here is talking about that the barrier to acquiring this this sort of deep interior life that he's craving is, I guess, his attitude to the work itself and the intensity of the work. So what do you do? Do you do you give up on wanting an interior life or do you give up on the work? Well, if you're listening to this, I don't think God's calling you to quit Catholic education, but I do believe that he's calling all of us into a deep interior life. Now, I've been teaching this all over the world for many, many years, but when I say it, obviously people are like, oh yeah, Jonathan, I'm just going to you know, find myself an extra hour a day and going to go sit in a monastery somewhere. But I truly believe that all of us are called to a constant and deeper enriching of our interior life. So it is possible. I have three children, very young still, really, um, you know, 13, 12, and 10, uh, Karen and I have, you know, very complex business that's spread out around the world. And uh, as many of you know, I do a huge amount of training. So usually running about one marathon a week and two half marathons. So yesterday I managed to, you know, my routine is that I, I'm up very early. I've always been a morning person. I pray the divine office. I pray the rosary early before anything happens. And then yesterday I crept across uh, to a church here where we have adoration and just got an hour of deep contemplative prayer. And I'm not telling you that in any way to sound pious because I'm just not. But I tell you, I think I crossed a line really recently where I just went, you know what, that that I'm not going to keep living without a deeper commitment to this interior life. 
Why? Because I think for God to speak to us and direct us and guide us, we have to have this deep contemplative spirit. I mean, the, the, the men and women that have done amazing things in, in Christian history have been men and women of a deep interior relationship with Jesus. And I think often teachers are so busy that they think they can be excluded from that, that it's not a call on your life. See, really what it's about, it's about risk, isn't it? It's really a question of risk because the the equation in most of our heads as educators is we're so busy that if we were to take time for prayer, then that would take away from the teaching and we'd just get more stressed. In God's economy, there is just some you know converse law that the deeper we give, make time for prayer, the more we make time for interior prayer. The more we sit before the Blessed Sacrament, we sit in, the, in a chapel, we sit before the tabernacle, the more we just... I find it much easier to pray when I know that the physical presence of the Lord is there. So I just think it's a question of risk. So the question is, do you want to keep pressing on as things get busier and busier and busier, or do you want to take the risk of beginning to make progressive, gradual time for prayer. Now, some of you won't be praying a great deal at the moment. You'll be praying on the fly. You'll be praying on, you know, driving to work. You'll be praying here and there. But I'm talking about a serious commitment of change in your own life where you begin to really pray regularly and seriously. So that's it from me. I hope you can take that and store it away. Uh, housekeeping wise, please make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. It's been lovely to see the numbers growing. Uh, and if you're not on the daily email list, just um, email me, Jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com. Jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com. I'll put you on that daily list so we can send you. I do a quote each day, which is quite beautiful, and uh, it'll give you a direct link to the podcast. So friends, if you could subscribe and share this with some people, that'd be great. God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, pray for me. It's, uh, it's school holidays here, so we've got a house full of kids, other people's kids. It's raining, and any parent in the, in the world knows what that means when you've got a whole bunch of kids that can't go outside. But uh, I will sneak away today. Um, you know, I tag team with Karen and support her, and then I'll sneak away for that hour of contemplative prayer, and I'm just going to risk. I'm going to trust that God's going to carry me. God bless you, friends. Uh, listen, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through all the turmoil. God is good. He never leaves us. He promised to be with us till the end of the age. I hope it's not the end of the age. Well, you know, I do because I get to be with Jesus. But end of the age always gets messy, doesn't it? You know, tumultuous. All right, friends, God bless you. Thank you so much. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you tomorrow.